You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, Episode 8. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, President of Advisor Solutions. Do you ever feel overworked, overwhelmed, and just drained at the end of the day? If so, know this. You are not alone. Most advisors and agents have felt this way. In fact, at some point in every financial advisor, insurance agent, wholesaler, branch manager, and even agency managers' careers, they felt overwhelmed. So what do you do? Well, you really have two choices. You could keep doing what you're doing, or you could learn how to build your business boundaries. And that's what we're going to talk about today, building your business boundaries. So if you're tired of being tired, then let's begin. So why this topic? Why should you build your business boundaries? Because setting boundaries in your business actually benefits you and your clients. And here's what I mean. When you don't set boundaries in your business, you try to do it all, all of the time. Your energy suffers. You get resentful at times with clients and other people that try to demand more of you. You know, you realize that you're not servicing your clients as well as you should or could, and eventually you get burned out or you break down. See, in, in episode six, Mastering Time Management, we, we talked about time management tools to help you create structure to the day and a way to handle the interruptions. In episode seven, Being Proactive in a Reactive Environment, we talked about the next level by specifically talking about what to do when other people are doing nothing. In this episode, episode eight, building your business boundaries, we're going to take it to the next level. We're going to talk about how to have guidelines to help you protect your energy and manage your client relationships. And we're also going to talk about prospects as well. So when you're proactive about setting boundaries, you avoid things like burnout, miscommunication, and upset clients. And what we're going to do today is we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding business boundaries so that you understand what they are and how to set healthy boundaries in your business. Second, the top six types of business boundaries so that you, you understand where to identify unhealthy versus healthy boundaries. And third, the Advisor Solutions Business Boundary Tools so that you can communicate what you need and help other people understand why. Now, before we jump into each of these three things that you're going to learn in this podcast, I need to ask you some questions. What would your business be like, or your life be like for that matter, if you knew what areas in your life and in your business were healthy and what areas were unhealthy? Would you feel more energized instead of overwhelmed all the time? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learned? If you answered yes to these questions, then let's begin. Understanding business boundaries. So what are boundaries? What are they anyway? Well, one of the easiest ways to look at a boundary and define it is to ask yourself this. What am I willing to put up with and what am I not willing to put up with? 
Another way to look at it is business boundaries are guidelines that you put in place so that you know or you can know what to do best when it comes to your business, how to service your clients well, how to prospect the right target market, how to feel rested at the end of the day because you've got strong boundaries. In other words, it's how you want to be treated, and we teach people how to treat us. See, these guidelines help you protect your energy and manage your time, and also help you with your client relationships and even prospects as well. See, when you're proactive about setting boundaries, you avoid things like burnout, miscommunication, and upset clients. So let me tell you a quick story. It's a story about how I realized the importance of of boundaries during a group coaching session. See, during this group coaching session, it was the Advisor Solutions Masterclass group coaching session, we were on the topic of the inner advisor. And if you listen to the podcast, you know what that's all about. I had a group of financial advisors, insurance agents, and wholesalers on the line. And each one of them had understood and applied a tool that I created called the One Minute Business Coach. Now, if you don't know what that is, the One Minute Business Coach, it's just a tool that I created to help people get off the emotional roller coaster ride. So as we were talking about the tool and what they learned from the tool, I asked each one of them to explain some of the emotional highs and the emotional lows. What triggered these? And so what they did is they started giving me examples. And here's what I realized. When they started giving me examples of the emotional lows, I started to see a pattern. Let me explain some of the lows so you can see the pattern as well. One advisor, the first advisor, told me that, well, he had an emotional low because his family called, and they call quite often, and they asked asked him to stop what he's doing and go check on his father-in-law. You see, this advisor can see his father-in-law's condo from his office. So he dropped everything and went to go see his father-in-law. And another advisor told me that he was taking on small clients, and that was an emotional low because he was building a business full of small clients. And it was getting overwhelming. And another advisor said, well, my emotional low was actually today because we started our coaching session, our individual coaching session earlier that day, and he was late. And the reason he was late was because he let his meeting that he had with his client go a lot longer than it should. What I realized from all of these guys and the rest of the people in the group, this is just three examples, what I realized was that the reason they had these emotional losses or emotional lows was because they didn't have strong boundaries when it came to these specific topics. Now, some examples of stronger boundaries might be that first advisor making a rule that when he's at work, he works, and other people can stop by his father-in-law's house. In other words, he would make a rule that if other people were not working, which they weren't, they could go check on his father-in-law. The second advisor could create a rule or a boundary that he has a minimum account size. And he could explain that in the first, oh, first five to 10 seconds when he calls a prospect. And the third advisor, he could have a rule for himself that at a specific time, maybe five to five to the top of the hour, that he knows exactly what to say to reel in the conversation. I call it a reeling in phrase so that 
he can finish up the meeting. And it could be something like this. Is there anything else that you want to cover today before we go? Or he might say something like this. Do you have any other questions for me before we finish up today? The point is, when you have strong boundaries, you have more control over your time and your energy. You aren't doing everything for everyone. And that led me to wondering, what areas of life and your business life need stronger boundaries? And that's exactly what we're going to cover next. The top six types of business boundaries. Well, the reason I want to tell you about the top six business boundaries is because it was interesting. In those meetings, I was finding out there were a lot of different areas that advisors and agents needed to have strong boundaries with. And what we're going to do is we're going to cover the top six areas or the top six types. And I'm going to give you examples, real world examples of each type so that you understand why they were unhealthy. And somewhere along the way, you're going to also see some some examples that were very healthy so that you understand what a healthy boundary looks like. So let's take a look at these types, the top six types of business boundaries. Type one, family and friends. One of the hardest things to do is to set boundaries with family and friends. And the reason is, is because, well, it's pretty easy to take their calls and drop everything and do what they want. But you've got to ask yourself, is that fair to your clients? And is it fair to you? Let's take the previous example of my client who, when he got a call from his family, asking him to go talk to his father-in-law, he dropped everything because he was literally the closest person to his father-in-law's house. Was this unhealthy or was it healthy? Well, you might say, no, it was not unhealthy. So it was a healthy boundary. But I don't think so. I mean, what happens when this is a common phone call? And what happens when he gets this three, four times a week? And what about the fact that this advisor told me that nobody else at home was working that day? So the unhealthy business boundary is that this advisor stopped everything, every time the family calls. And it's unhealthy because he's busy doing other activities that he needs to get done during the day. The healthy business boundary would be to let the family know that, well, I don't want to stop everything every time you call, and instead place a specific time or specific days that, well, that he would jump in the car and swing over and say hello to his father-in-law before he went home for the day. But not during the day, not during the work day. And also, they could check in on him. In fact, they could check in on him anytime they wanted. Can you relate to this? Well, if that's the case, you need to set a new boundary. Type 2, clients. Clients can be one of the hardest people to set boundaries with. And that's because, well, we train our clients to treat us the way that we want to be treated or we think we should be treated. And get this, maybe we didn't even realize it at the time. So I've got to tell you a quick story that happened to me years ago when I was a rookie. I would take any client anywhere, anytime. I just wanted another client to grow my business. Maybe you've gone through that too. And I remember there were a few clients that they used to call And they'd say things like this. Hey, did you see that stock on CNBC? And I'd say, what stock? The one that's going up. No, uh uh-uh. What is it? 
and I would make the mistake of finding out. And the next thing you know, I would drop everything and read anything online that I could about that stock. And most of the time, we didn't even follow that stock. And then I would give them a call back, tell them what I thought, and a lot of times, they didn't have any money anyway. But if they did have money, that wasn't always good either because we'd pick up some position and it would be fragmented in their portfolio and then we didn't follow it usually and I'd have to. All of this was a time waster and it's just another example of having a bad business boundary. Now that's just one example. You could be over-promising your clients and over-servicing your clients in several different areas. And that reminds me of another story, a story of a client that I literally had a conversation with today. In fact, this client, great guy who's been in the business for a long time, 30 plus years on the insurance side, he told me that he had a time management problem. Well, what I realized was, and it didn't take me long to realize this, that he had a client servicing problem. He was over-servicing his clients. Picture this. One example is driving to a client's house instead of mailing the paperwork just because the client wanted him to drive over and drop it off. And it wasn't even time sensitive. Another example was doing a conference call with, a, with an insurance company and the client because the client didn't want to make the call herself. Another example is the client needing to change a bank account number so they wanted him to send a form instead of calling to get the form from the insurance company. The point is, when I explained to this agent about business boundaries, he said it reminded him of what he's going through. And he also said it reminded him of a quote that his mother used to say when he was a child to him and his siblings. She would say, if I don't set the standards, your behavior is going to be the standard. And your behavior is not going to be the standard in my house. And I thought that was a great example of setting boundaries. And this is the same thing. We, we've trained our clients how they should treat us. And it's really not their fault. So if you can relate to this, then you must be feeling overwhelmed and, and doing too much for your clients as well. And you need better boundaries. Type three, prospects. This was an interesting one. And the reason that I say this was an interesting one is because prospects, well, if you're newer in the business, you probably don't have a lot of boundaries when it comes to, to prospects. Because most advisors and agents at the very beginning, they, they just want new clients. And when I was a rookie, I pretty much would take anybody, anywhere, anytime, because I was trying to survive. So at the beginning of my business, I never had a minimum account size. That is until my boss pulled me aside over 25 years ago, and he said, I need to talk to you, and here's why. And he explained to me that I didn't need another 500 accounts. You see, after four years in the business, I had 500 accounts, and I was pretty busy. Unfortunately, they were all small accounts. And what he said is, you don't need more accounts, you need bigger accounts. In fact, if you had twice the accounts and twice the assets, you would have a thousand accounts, obviously. And what he told me was, you need minimum account sizes. And so what I told him was, I've never done this before. I don't even know how to do it. And he said, it's pretty easy. We're just going to start off with 100,000. Your minimum account size is 100,000. 
Now, that was 25 years ago. And I think about it today and I think 100,000 is too small. So I went back to my office, jumped on the phone, had my script, and I sprinkled in. I tend to work with people that have 100,000 or more in investable assets. Within five minutes, I had a prospect tell me, I completely understand. In fact, I can't work with small accounts either. And what he did is he helped me to understand how important it is to have that boundary. So I started filling up my pipeline with bigger prospects. And it also reminds me of another story. One of my current clients who literally has been in the insurance business for over 30 years. This client told me, this agent told me, that when he went out to meet a prospect, he walked into the prospect's office because the prospect motioned him in. This guy was a a business owner, and he motioned him to sit down because he was on the phone. So he sat down, and when he sat down, he could hear the conversation, and this guy was pretty gruff. At any rate, after the conversation was over, he looked at the agent, and he said, look, I'm an SOB, but he didn't say it that way. You get the point. He said, I'm an SOB when it comes to insurance, and I'm even more of an SOB when it comes to insurance agents. So what do you got for me? And the agent stood up, put out his hand, and said, thanks for your time, and started to walk away. Now, the business owner stopped him and said, well, where, where are you going? And he said, look, if you're an SOB now, what are you going to be like when you call me with an insurance claim? And the business owner said, well, I'll probably be worse. He said, exactly. And, and I don't work with people like that, so, so thanks for your time and walked out of, out of the office. So this was a great example of having a very healthy business boundary when it comes to those types of people that you don't want to work with. When you do this, and you will do this eventually, you'll see that you can manage your time better, and you manage your energy better because you have better business boundaries. Type four, staff. If you've ever had an assistant, or a team for that matter, you know that setting business boundaries with staff can be a tricky one. But what if you didn't even know that there was a boundary that you needed to be set? Let me explain what I mean. When I was a rookie, I had a great assistant. In fact, she helped me learn a lot. Unfortunately, I was one of six people that she was working with. Now, you would think six rookies and one assistant is overkill. But what she did, unbeknownst to all of us, was she created her own boundaries right away, as soon as we got hired. In other words, she trained us on what she was going to do and what we were going to do, even if it wasn't our job. And about four years later, I realized, wait a minute, I think I'm doing more than I should be. And I was right. So what I did is I created some healthy boundaries. I realized all of the things that she was supposed to do versus what I was supposed to do. And... I had a talk with her. In addition to that, I had a talk with each one of my clients, and I explained it in layman's terms. I simply said, look, you know, that's actually a Sue question. You see, if you have any questions about your investments or your insurance, that's a Dan question. Give me a call. Ask for me. But if you have questions about anything else, any paperwork, anything being transferred, anything else, ask Sue. And so what I started doing is when clients would call in, she was instructed to say, how may I help you? Is it an investment or insurance question? 
So she was screening them right away to find out why they were calling. You see, I'd trained them also to ask for me, which was not a good thing to do. The point is, is that soon after that, these clients, when they'd get through to me and they'd ask me a suit question, I would just remind them, that's actually a suit question. And here's why. And I would explain why. And it didn't take long before the clients and the staff were trained. And that was a healthy business boundary. Type five, management. Now, management might be a hard type of, of area to actually create a, a strong business boundary with. And the reason is, is because so many people work for a company. That is, unless you're an independent. But sometimes you need to stick up for yourself. And let me explain an example. So one agent was asked by management to drive two and a half hours one way, spend the entire day speaking to insurance carriers that he worked with already, and then drive back. So when he made the call to management and said, do I need to drive there? It's five hours. Is there anything that's that important for me to take a day off and drive two and a half hours one way and two and a half hours back? And they actually said, no, it's really not that important. I thought you just might want to go. And he said, no, I really don't want to take a day to do that, but thank you for thinking of me. See, this is an example of, a, of having a healthy boundary and knowing how to communicate his needs. When you know how to do that, you have stronger boundaries, more energy, and you free up your time. Type six, yourself. This is by far the hardest type to create boundaries with. And it's because you might be hardwired to not want to change. Or you've created habits that you have ingrained in you that is so difficult to change that you don't want to. So let me explain what I mean. Most of the time, when I start off with a brand new financial advisor or brand new coaching client that's a financial advisor, insurance agent, wholesaler, branch manager, or agency manager, I start off with time management tools. These are the same tools that you probably heard if you've been listening to these podcasts in the Mastering Time Management episode. And so typically what I do is I go over the bottom line list, how to have structure in the day, the time matrix to do, how to have a way to handle the interruptions, creating a reward punishment system so that you stick to these tools and sending out accountability emails. The reason that I'm bringing this example up is because at that point, it's easy to go back to an old process of managing time or, or not managing time well. And when you do that, you don't learn a new system. And if you don't learn a new system, nothing changes. Those that stick to the process that I had just mentioned find that they're getting more structure, getting more done, and feeling more in control and more energized when it comes to their business activities. But those that don't, seem to be stuck staying busy, but not productive. The point is that you have a choice. You can either set unhealthy boundaries or set healthy boundaries for yourself, but it helps to have the right tools. And that is what we're going to talk about next. The Advisor Solutions Business Boundary Tools. So I told you that we'd cover three things in this podcast. First, understanding business boundaries so that you understand what they are and how to set healthy boundaries for your business. Check. We did that. Second, 
the top six types of business boundaries so that you know where to identify unhealthy versus healthy boundaries. Check. We did that too. Now what we're going to do is we're going to cover the Advisor Solutions Business Boundary tools so that you can communicate what you need and help other people understand why you need it. But in order to do that, we need to understand the process. And here's what it is. First, we identify any unhealthy boundaries with our business boundary exercise. That's the tool I'm going to show you in a second. Second, we identify the healthy boundaries that we want to have. So this is pretty much the antithesis. And third, then we map out what we will say to whomever we need to regarding the new boundary. And then fourth, finally, we stick to the boundary. So let's discuss the tool that will help you put the process together. And here's what it is. So the tool that you're going to want to use is the Advisor Solutions Business Boundary Exercise. It's a simple Excel spreadsheet, and you can actually create one on your own. All you need to do is open up an Excel spreadsheet, and let me tell you what the column headings need to be. The first column will be number, number one, number two, and so on. So it's just the number sign. The second column will be the type of boundary. You can put in type. We're going to talk about, we did actually talk about six different types. The third column will say unhealthy boundary, and that's what you're probably doing now. The fourth column will say healthy boundary. That's what you want to be doing, or the new rule, or what you will accept now going forward. And then the final one, the boundary conversation. What exactly are you going to say to whomever you need to say it to in order to make sure that they understand your new boundary? And the final column, done. And once you get it done, you check it off. Now, let me walk you through just one of the previous examples that we talked about so that you understand what it would look like if you went right across the row. And it's the first example, the one with the father-in-law that lived close by the advisor's office. And so in the first column, all the way across the row, it would say number one, and under the type column, it would say family. So he knows that that's the type of boundary that he wants to set with family. The next one, unhealthy boundary, might say, it would say something like, he would go visit his father-in-law in the middle of the day, or whenever the family called to ask him to go. The next column would say healthy boundary. It would be something like this, that he would visit his father-in-law at the end of the day, or that the family would visit him, his father-in-law whenever they wanted to do that when they weren't working. Or maybe it's both. And then the next column, the conversation. This is how he would express his need to the family. And it might sound something like this. When I'm at work, it's difficult to drop everything in the middle of the day and visit him. And here's why. I have meetings, and I need to get ready for those meetings. Clients, I also have clients that I need to speak with during the day. And I have things that I have to get done. So going forward, I will visit him after the workday on Monday and Wednesday just to see how he's doing and just to check in. I want to visit him anyway. I'll just do it after work. And on the other days, I suggest that the rest of the family take a day and a time when you will be visiting him since I'm working. That way, everybody can be a part of this and be a part of his life more often. Does that make sense? And what we did was we had a boundary conversation that was 
simply filled in the blank in that column. And what you're going to learn next is how to create these conversations on your own. Creating your business boundary conversation. So how do we do this? How do we create business boundary conversations? Well, it's simple because it really is only three steps. An intro, a middle, and an ending. Just like any good story, you've got to have a good introduction. And this intro is pretty easy. When I am blank, that's, and fill this in, when I am unhealthy boundary, it results, or blank, it blank, it results, or the feeling, in this. And here is why. So the why is the reason. So they understand why you feel this way. So in our example that we did just a little bit ago, it started off by him explaining and just setting the stage with a powerful intro. When I'm at work, it's difficult to drop everything in the middle of the day and visit my father-in-law. And here's why. So the middle part is pretty easy. It's just explaining what you're going to do next. So you're setting up the stage. And here's why. I have meetings I need to, to get to, and I have clients that I need to speak with, and I have things that gotta, they just need to get done. Here's what I'd like to do. And then you explain the healthy boundary or the solution that you want to do. And then you finish up with the close. Does that make sense? So the middle part was really him explaining to them what he is going to do going forward and what he'd like them to do. So he said, going forward, I'll visit him after work every Monday and Wednesday just to see how he's doing. And also, on the other days, I suggest that the rest of the family take a day and, and at a time when you'll be visiting him since I'm working. And that way, everybody can be a part of his life more often. Does that make sense? And there was the ending. Does that make sense? So when you create a beginning, middle, and ending, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to be able to put this all together and make sure that you know how to have and communicate strong boundaries. Now, I want to tell you a quick story before we go. And it's a story about a rookie who was stuck in survival mode. Now, picture this. This rookie, in his first year, he opened 100 accounts. That's great, but he was broke. In his second year, he opened another 100 accounts. That was even better, but he was still kind of broke, just not as bad. In his third year, he decided to uncover challenges and find solutions. And as a result, he decided that it was time for minimum account sizes. And he knew what he would do for his clients, and he knew what he wouldn't do for his clients, and he stopped doing his assistant's work. And he learned how to prospect better, how to handle objections, set more appointments, and so on. And he made a habit out of cross-selling and gathering additional assets from his current clients. And as a result, he tripled his income in that third year. And he bought his first house. Was this guy a client of mine? No. He wasn't. In fact, he didn't even have a, a business coach. He wasn't a client of mine because he was me. You see, the reason I was able to do any of this was because I built business boundaries.
Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session if that's what you'd like. Again, that's dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time. Thank you.